welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a splash of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season nine. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the time period appropriate, Tracy. And as always, we are joined by our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. All right, we will leap into our first segment, which is Moral Musings. So during this segment, we're just going to share a lesson or a moral that we like to live by. Of course, with this season being fairy tale theme, we'll be pulling from those types of stories. So, Mom, what was your moral musings for the week? My moral musings this week is... Think before you act. Okay, very good. Always a very good one. For a lot of the classic fairy tales, Mm -hmm. it's the, you know, before you make a rash decision or Mm -hmm. move forward on something or make an assumption about something, think about it first. For this week, my moral musings is have mercy and compassion for others and the same will happen to you. Because oftentimes we do see the kind heroine or whoever the main character is, our protagonist, when they are nice to others, even when others might not be nice to them, it all circles back in the end and they end up in a more elevated position than where they began. So I found that was one that I gravitate to and really enjoy. Very good. All right. So that moves us to our second segment, which is plot points. By far the meatiest segment that we have within mm-hmm. our season nine and every season actually. Uh, this is where we cover all of our elements yes. within the theming of storybook for a season nine, which is Once Upon a Time, Happily Ever After, and the end. But this is also where we cover our plot setting, chemistry of the couple, smooch meter, all the other elements that add up to a classic Hallmark movie. But first, and most importantly in our plot points, we have to know what movie we viewed this week and what the Hallmark synopsis is, as provided by Sally. As promised last week, we did dive headfirst into Hallmark's Love You Wary, ex Jane Austen. We began with Paging Mr. Darcy, starring as leading lady. Eloise was Mallory Jansen, and starring as leading man Sam, or Samuel, was Will Kemp. Uh, new actress to us, we have seen this actor before, and I believe covered him in this podcast. So, yes. I will read Hallmark's synopsis. They say, a scholar at a Jane Austen conference falls for the man playing Mr. Darcy. Once again, we're keeping our synopses short and sweet, according to Hallmark, so... That is what it is, but let's flesh this out a little further. So, we do meet Eloise on the plane to a Jane Austen convention. In first class, might we add. Yes. She is the keynote speaker, so we presume she's being flown in by the convention itself. She convinces a man on the plane to attend her speech, and... 
we can see how she's very oblivious to romance because he's clearly not interested in Jane Austen. What he's interested in is her, but as soon as she lands, she's giving him a list of books to read, suggested reads, and she's scooting right along to her next destination. Yeah, she's definitely not a romantic person, it seems. She, Although she loves Jane Austen and obviously exudes a lot of knowledge on on Jane Austen. Yes. She is not a hopeless romantic. Yes, and she's not into the play acting and period yes, costumes yes. and really the whole elemental aspects of reliving the 1800s with Jane right. Austen. She is much more into the academia aspect mm-hmm. of it. She is actually positioning herself for yes. a a role in Princeton mm-hmm. as, I don't know exactly. A Jane Austen what, scholar. She's okay. going to be a professor of Jane Austen yes. materials. Okay. And so that that is her end goal. Yes. And as she deplanes and as she finds then, she has a Mr. Darcy yes. look-alike or, or act-alike waiting for her with her name to be her personal escort mm-hmm. to the venue where they will be for the weekend for this celebration of Jane Austen. She's extremely taken aback by it. She yes. does not want to be associated with this gentleman and his costuming and positioning of Mr. Darcy. She is wanting to be very independent and mm-hmm. separate of this. However, Due to the fact that there's no Ubers or anything else available, right. she is at his leisure. So, yes, she still has to go in the Mitsubishi with him and yes. <laughs> get to the, the venue. Mom was disappointed they didn't choose the Audi. No. Mitsubishi is not good. But that's okay. That's well, okay. as they come to the conference... Uh, she's checking in and she's looking around and disdain at everyone in their period pieces because she says she just doesn't like the attention of it. She doesn't like the play acting. Yeah, she just isn't into it. No, no. But upon check-in, she does get her goodie bag, which leads us to the quote of our podcast episode said by none other than mom. I love a goodie bag. So true. Everybody loves a goodie bag. I'm just saying. Yes. And in the goodie bag is, of course, some Jane Austen merch, that sort of thing, what you would expect. But also her little tag, which is who she's going to give her first dance to at the concluding ball. And she's even more disgusted by this idea. She says she doesn't dance. And she is really, really surprised because she gets a call from her sister. She goes outside of the hotel and her sister's almost fiance, Rob, is dropping Mia, her sister, off at the hotel saying, you know, have a good weekend. Mia's sobbing a mess. And he has to hand Eloise the tissue box saying, she's gonna need this and promptly drives off so Eloise is left with more questions than answers at this point and she wants to rush her sister up to her fancy schmancy hotel room because she says that Mia is drawing a crowd 
Yes. Once in the room, Mia is reluctant to talk about what happened. All she's saying is that her and Rob broke up. This is a huge shock to Eloise because she's saying, I thought you were on the brink of getting Engaged. proposed to. Yes, exactly. Like, I yes. didn't know that's where we yep. were at. Yep. yep. And the sister just wants ice cream. She doesn't want to think about it anymore. And when Eloise comes back downstairs, she sees the professor at Princeton who she really looks up to and admires who is the one who would determine if she could get hired at Princeton. Exactly. And also, she finds out in this instance, at yes. least, that Samuel, who has greeted her at the airport, who has made it very awkward for her, but has still provided her transportation mm -hmm. there, is now coming into this reception or, yes. or luncheon or, or breakfast or whatever it is, meal thing that they mm -hmm. have, and is being introduced as the nephew yes. of the woman who mm -hmm. will make the decision on who has this position right. in Princeton. And, of course, at this point, then Eloise is very awkward. Yeah, she, but Sam does save her, and he's saying, you know, she's very much into this sort of thing. She knows all the dances. She is excited by the balls and the outfits because that's what the professor herself likes and wants to see in others as well, that even if you're scholarly, you're not so uptight that you can't have a little bit of fun at least. So Eloise now has to kind of put on this facade that she really is having a good time and she really is dedicated to these activities, even though in all reality, she's not. And the reason that she's willing to do this is because her and Sam make a deal that uh, another contender for the Princeton professor position, Sam believes, is trying to earn this through flirting with his aunt. And he doesn't love this idea. He says she's seen enough heartbreak. I don't want another person to be adding to that. So he says, I will help you elbow this other man out of the way as long as, you know, you're willing to play this part and work with me. The deal is struck albeit reluctantly, and as Eloise returns with the ice cream to the room, what do we see Mia watching, Mom? So Mia is watching, finding Mr. Darcy with Ryan Peavy of the first of the mm -hmm. Hallmark movies. So, yes, Hallmark is plugging Hallmark. It was is funny, plugging though. Mr. Darcy. It was funny. It's plugging Ryan Peavy. Sydney Busby loves Sydney yeah, As we read what this was about, we associated right. it. So I thought Ryan Peavy was just going to make like a like an Easter egg appearance. I didn't realize it, it was, was. Well, it was a bit of it was Easter egg. A bit, was, a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I meant the actor himself. So I thought it was even funnier that they were watching the movie. Eloise is distraught that this is what Mia's putting on the TV, but she's very insistent with her sister that. She's no bother. She's not going to distract her from the conference. There's no worries there. And that Mia can stay with her for the weekend. Yes. Well, the next morning, Mia is still, you know, laying in bed, distraught, disillusioned by what she thought her life could be. And Sam shows up and helps Eloise get in with his aunt by making bonnets, a little craft station that mom also would have very much enjoyed. I, I, I would have, but I'm I'm not necessarily a bonnet type person. Would rather much... I just mean you'd be at the craft station. I, I, in I would just like do scrapbooking more than that. Yeah. That's all I'm saying than to make some 
hat or such. Yeah, but it or is some a such Jane thing. Austen or as conference. Our past, so that's what they'll do. Yes, would say some such thing. And yes. as they're doing so, Eloise and the professor get into a very deep analysis discussion of Pride and Prejudice. And Eloise admits, though she didn't think she would like making bonnets, she rather enjoyed the conversation. And she did a pretty good job with her hat. Meanwhile, while they escape to a secret garden that Mr. Darcy, aka Sam, found, he is trying to teach her how to dance, but she just won't loosen up. She is insistent that she couldn't do this in front of other people. She could do it in this kind of private hidden garden, but it couldn't be recreated in front of people where she could make a fool of herself. And he's the one who's consistently telling her, you need to be able to have fun because, uh, you know, what's the point of living a life without just a little bit of fun? And one of the parts that we didn't exactly mention is that she was really kind of mean to him when they first met yeah. because she was telling him that the only reason he's willing to be Mr. Darcy is because he loves the attention. The attention, yes. And from other women who mm -hmm. are ogling and ogling yes. over him in his Mr. Darcy costume with the hat and the, you know, the jacket and the whole mm -hmm. being of who Mr. Darcy is. Right. So, and taking pictures with him and... So she, yeah, she pretty much disses that yeah. aspect of his character mm -hmm. and does make it clear that her sister's the one who, yeah. who, can, who loves the attention, mm -hmm. who loves the spotlight, who yes. loves to be the player, and the she, actress. And she admits, you know, you might think that you can just drag me and my attention in by the Mr. Darcy getup, but that could not be further from the truth. It actually really, you know, makes me want to run away more than anything else. And she says that he's only able to see himself as so important because he's just wearing some costume. Yeah. Yeah. That gives him that allure. Right. Of right. Mr. Darcy. So they both are in their own ways, kind of seeing each other's insecurities and Sam's method of dealing with it is making a lot of jokes and kind of acting as if nothing is a problem to him. Whereas for Eloise, she acts as though her flaws are the most important parts of her character and she doesn't even want to admit that they're flaws at all. Things like, you know, being so uptight that you wouldn't let loose for once or that anyone could perceive you as a fool so you keep yourself together in all aspects of your life. So it is interesting to watch their banter back and forth mm -hmm. because it is very revealing as to what they think not only of themselves but also each other. Sam and her definitely have a moment dancing in the garden but are quickly interrupted by his aunt who says that there was a huge mistake with the catering of the next day's event and that they really needed to find some period authentic foods on short order, which was not going to be easy. Now, Eloise, and obviously in regards to getting the professor's attention, is like, oh, sure, I'll help too. Mm -hmm. Which leads them to finding some of the solution to secure the period appropriate foods. So they make a couple of forays, she and Sam. One is to a 
sub shop. Yes. I want to say a local sub shop, which is Jimmy to, John's. Yeah, no, just kidding. It it's Jimmy, more local. You know, it's more local. Yeah, that. I mean, basically to find all of the meats and stuff right. and sons, buns, etc. Yes. So to make it as basic as possible. Right. And then they have the quandary of a couple other food items for which Eloise says, well, I have a couple of recipes yeah, she that does. I could use. That she uses at Christmas time. And mom got the baking montage that so she had the baking montage between the two of them. Mm -hmm. They go back to the hotel and Sam graciously <laughs> weasels his way into the kitchen. Yes, he was quite with suave. With the staff to make sure that they're just kind of skitter-scattering away and not mm -hmm. noticing the fact that he and Eloise are in there cooking. Right. Now, somehow, some way, she's got these great patterns and uh, templates and stuff like that that she's got to make these kind Probably of... Probably helps that they're at a Jane Austen convention. Specialty <laughs> foods, etc. And yes, it looks very elaborate. It's uh, very it is, yeah, pretty, lush. Yes, it is lush. Yes. But we have our cooking, our yes. baking. Yes. Montage with the two of them. And he even surprises her by making her an omelet at the end because he notices that she she's looks hungry. hungry. And, and she scarfs that down and she says, I don't know, the last time a man made me food. Right. And he has been reading her. I don't either. <laughs> I'm just saying. But okay. Oh. Well, good thing Dad's a listener to this podcast. Throughout the movie, you do pick up on the fact that Sam does read Eloise quite well. And she's not someone who wears her emotions on her sleeve. Correct. She definitely has a poker face. So this yes. says a lot about yes. him and how in tune he is with her. And we learn a little bit about that because the fact is his mother had been left as a single mom. Yeah, they his parents divorced. And had come to America to stay with the aunt. Mm -hmm. And we know who the aunt is, obviously. Through this, And so he has been raised pretty much by two right. very strong and independent mm -hmm. women. So he does pick up the cues. Yes. Quite well. He does. He does. And that's how he really learned to be a masterful chef. Because he said that in the library, cookbooks were his friends. Since that was the only way he could really give back to an aunt who provided him a home. Who provided him a happy childhood. All that sort of thing. So yes. it is really touching to kind of see that glimpse into the window of who he is today. She does learn a little bit more of his background, mostly that he was a tech guy. Um, still does love his technology, but he was really sick of all of what he called the finance bros who would kind of push their way in, you know, judge him, make their assertions, and he was just done playing their games. He had a successful nonprofit company that really helped new enterprising businesses make financially sound decisions to basically stay afloat. And he sold this company and that's how he's kind of able to have this fluffy job of being Mr. Darcy because it's, again, a way to give back to his aunt who provided him with so much. Right. And as Eloise and Sam are returning to Eloise's hotel room... Mia gets her first glance at Mr. Darcy, and she she's a little over the top. She really changes her attitude from dismal and withdrawn to saying she understands the allure of the Mr. Darcy outfit. 
And this is really the first time we see Eloise get a little jealous. She's kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, and she definitely pulls away from Nia in that specific moment. Well, Sam has breakfast with his aunt the next day and she reads him pretty well. She says, I noticed you're spending a lot of time with our doctor, Eloise. And he is kind of like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be her guide, so... It's, it's just natural. It's, yep. I'm doing my job. Yep. And she's like, no, I think it's a little more than that. And she says that one regret that the aunt has in her life is that she shut down her emotions and hid behind jokes. And that cost her a lot of really positive experiences and a lot of really positive relationships. Because she says sometimes you get a lot further being honest than just hiding behind kind of this mask. So she encourages him to think about that and to be honest with Eloise. Well, he uses actions instead of words, which I think is still honorable. And this is where we're going to reach our happily ever after moment. Because he says to Eloise, we're going to go on a field trip, which made mom really happy. And they end up going to basically kind of like a hole in the wall museum, impromptu museum of Jane Austen and yep. her love letters that yep. she wrote. And as they're looking through them, Eloise is making her dry comments about how, you know, Jane Austen wasn't this romantic that people thought she was. She was actually being very sarcastic with all the men in the love letters and people just didn't realize it. And of course, he's like, could you not make a joke and also feel at the same time? Which I thought was pretty profound on Sam's end. I, I actually really enjoyed that line. But the specific moment that I'm going to deem the happily ever after or the sweetest moment of the movie is when they're kind of looking through the bookshelves and joking with each other and they're bantering back and forth. And as they are pretty much nose to nose, he kind of reaches out his finger of almost like, you know, oh, Dr. Eloise, you're kind of becoming more of a romantic as you're talking to me. And she grabs his finger with her finger in kind of like an interlocking motion. And someone has to come around the corner to shush them. And it was one of the most charged moments of the movie because what they were talking about was their expectations of a proposal because it has come to light that Mia fell apart because Rob did not give her the proposal she felt she deserved. He had brought her coffee, takeout coffee, and basically, favorite, yeah, basically wanted to talk through the logistics of getting married. Now, to Mia, this didn't feel great because she thought, you know, this whole weekend he'd been preparing this very big proposal, and to have it just kind of done in the kitchen over coffee, she's like, this isn't what I wanted. I want someone who is going to go for that big romantic gesture. And Sam says, you know, that's what I want as well. I want a big romantic proposal. I don't want something small. And Eloise is like, I would settle for small. <laughs> and I thought we were going to have the enchanted moment where, you know, it looks like the two are getting together, but really Eloise is meant to be with Rob. But no, 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 no. We didn't go down that route because they no, had their little not. romantic finger locking moment. And they have to hurry back because at this point, the lawn games are starting, which is what they bought all those cold cuts for from the sub shop. And, baked, and made all their little yes, dessert-ish things. Made the goodies. Yes, yes. 
Mia surprises everyone because she comes out to join them because she says, I'm done with the moping. I'm done with being sad. Now I'm just going to throw myself into the festivities of this convention. Mm. And for Eloise, she's kind of like, you don't even know Jane Austen. Like, this is ridiculous. But once more, her sister's kind of showing her up because even though she doesn't really know anything, she's getting on so well with Sam, with the professor, with lawn bowling she's already better than Eloise and you can tell Eloise is just sick of it but Eloise also did contact Rob and encouraged him to talk with her sister because she thinks that will solve everything is just some conversation mom how did that go when Rob approached Mia as she was trying to lawn bowl as they are lawn bowling and Mia's fully into the element of yes Jane Austen land. Mm -hmm. Rob shows up with some flowers mm -hmm. to repropose right. to Mia, but this is not what she wants. No. She still wants the romantic gesture. Right, right. She doesn't count that as a romantic gesture. And poor Rob is left with, okay, you know what? I've tried. Yeah. I've come back. I flowers I well really he's like Eloise said you were just moping around and you're out here having a grand time talking with whoever this guy is dressed and as Mr. Darcy here I am with my right. flowers and my intent and my recommitment and it means nothing to Mia and it means nothing to Mia exactly well because her so. point is this still isn't a gesture. It's, my sister called you to tell you to come talk to me. Yeah. This doesn't really mean anything. So yeah. what, you showed up with flowers, that was even Eloise's suggestion. That wasn't even an original thought in your mind. Yeah. So she's just done with it. She's done with Eloise kind of butting into her relationship. She's like, I didn't even want him to know that I was so devastated by everything. Like, I just wanted to kind of move on with my life. And Mia does kind of storm off and this leaves Eloise with Sam. She's in a way relieved because it seemed like him and Mia were really getting along. She she was doing a lot of touchy high five maneuvers with him. And as they're just going about the rest of this endeavor, a uh, golf ball comes flying its way towards their lawn setup. And as Sam was about to explain that, it was a reserved space. The golfers had to stay on the course. He looks up and notices a previous co-worker, one of those tech bros that he was talking about earlier, and is made very uncomfortable. He even tries to kind of hide his face, so hopefully the guy wouldn't recognize him, but of course he does. And he's very abrasive, saying, you know, basically what's become of you that you're dressed like this in this setting like you had such a successful business and you let all that go yep. and just really diminishing everything that he's done and Eloise does come to his rescue and she's kind of trying to diffuse the situation get the golfer to move on and even is saying with a sarcastic smile why don't you come in and join us after you you've done your round of golf and Sam is very appreciative but he obviously does not want to talk about that whole interaction that just happened right because that gives a glimpse into his past mm -hmm. that he does not want anybody to have he has moved beyond it in his opinion mm -hmm. he's made his decision on 
how he's proceeding with things right. in life, and that's not part of it. Correct. And it's at this point of the movie that we're kind of coming to the conclusion of the festivities. That night, we did get to see one of Eloise's former students, Jenny, who <laughs> wrote a very impassioned play as presumably kind of her semester end paper and she's bringing it to life at this convention she's very excited about and it. she feels like Eloise has been her inspiration oh, yes. and her support to do this correct and she approaches Eloise and says hey I'm feel like the play's in danger because two people had to drop out right. I'm missing a Mr. Darcy and an Elizabeth Bennett she of course is implied well she does straight up say Sam's already got the costume your cast is Mr. Darcy good to go right and she kind of leaves it hanging as to who's gonna be Elizabeth who's gonna Bennett? be Elizabeth Bennett I'm looking directly at you Eloise and Mia's kind of like oh I've I've always been a part of plays and stuff like that I can easily step in Jenny does cast Mia instead and of course Eloise is like oh I'm much better in the background anyways she does bond further with Sam's good friend Kelsey who was also in theater with him she did a lot of the costuming and she's doing the costuming for this play as well yes as they're connecting Eloise is kind of like you know I just couldn't be Elizabeth Bennett I I'm no good on the stage I'm not like Sam and Kelsey's like oh that's hilarious Sam's you know, very shy. He's not outgoing at all. And she's like, mm, he seems to talk just fine. And she's like, when he's in costume and when he has a script is when he really shines. But other than that, she called him the weird techie guy who is just a nerd with some niche interests. And she kind of leaves it at that. So Eloise has yes. that to kind of simmer yes. on. And she's really, I don't know if it's because she's pensive or just because she's moping because she sees how, again, how well Sam and me are getting on with each other. But she decides to eat her little box pizza <laughs> in the corner away from everyone. She, the aunt does come over to her and is kind of like, hey, you know, what's going on? You, you look a little down. And she says, I'm just mentally going through my keynote presentation speech tomorrow no big no big and the aunt is explaining how I thought this was pretty powerful when she herself was growing up being a woman in academia at the time she felt she had to make a lot of sacrifices she had to choose a career or a growing relationship right. and she chose career right. and she is hopeful that Eloise as well as her students aren't forced into those same boxes anymore. And Eloise, well, what mom really liked was that the aunt said, if you find a Mr. Darcy, you don't let him go. So basically, yes, the aunt is trying to say, look, I, here's my life lesson. Mm -hmm. I walked away from all of this. Right. But my regret is that I walked away from all of this. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And she acknowledges, you know, nothing can be changed. She still is enjoying the path that she's in, but she just wants to see better for other people. And Eloise goes off to her hotel room to sulk and comes back for the play, thankfully. Mom and I were a little nervous because she didn't even realize the play was that night until Jenny said something to her. And as she's watching it, she's watching Mia shine. She's watching her do so well in this role that she just got cast in that day. She's watching Sam, who is dancing so lovingly with her sister. 
and <laughs> mom and I lost it at the end of this play because of course it ends in a kiss with Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy but as you view it from the side mom what did we see as audience members they were like um I don't know two feet away from each other pretending to kiss by moving their heads back and forth it was absolutely hilarious because yes from the audience right, side right. probably looked like a Oh, yeah, it did. It looked embrace and kissing, but from the two of them, nothing. There was nothing Absolutely going on. Nothing going on. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very funny. It was, Which, a, it was a good, yeah, it was a good chuckle. That was. That was a really well timed, humorous moment. It was. But you do see. Eloise's reaction to what she believes is a true kiss, which I do have to acknowledge, you know, if, if you're interested in someone, probably watching your sibling kiss them is not, yeah. not the best not moment real, to sit through. Yeah, not I'm, real appealing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Jenny's play does seem to be a success. There's a little after party in kind of a library-esque area. Yeah. And it's during this after party that Eloise is trying to once again be away from the crowd and she's approached by the aunt who wants to commend her and the sister for all their work with the play which leads us to our the end moment from a storybook perspective of elements which is really the mm -hmm. betrayal yes to a large extent so this is what leads us so basically <sighs> mia <sighs> in the height of her right. success as Elizabeth Bennet is thinking she's doing the right thing for her sister. Yes, absolutely. By speaking to the this aunt uh, who who has the decision making for this position at right. Princeton, who basically she betrays her own sister, not on, on purpose. Right. No, absolutely not. V very much. Not realizing what she's saying about yeah. the whole disclosure of her sister not being the type of person who mm -hmm. would enjoy period costumes and playing right. the part and being frivolous about mm -hmm. Jane Austen time frames right. and play acting. Mm -hmm. Calling her sister out pretty much as to who her sister is. Versus how she's trying to portray herself to that aunt. Yes. Which is much more fun-loving, willing to have yeah. fun, willing to take part in everything. Right. So she, to Professor Jennings, pretty much calls her sister out. In a lot of ways, ruins yeah. the perspective that the professor has yeah. for her sister. I so mean, that is a rather large yeah. betrayal because it's very... Honest and heartfelt and direct. Mm -hmm. Mia thinks she is hyping Eloise up and, and yes. setting her up and for success. Not. But she undid all of Eloise's yes. work throughout the weekend. Now, yes. was Eloise being honest in the beginning? No. Mm -hmm. So now, now the professor knows the truth of who she is. Right. And the professor is pretty short in like, oh, you know, I was not aware of that information, Mia. Mm -hmm. um, I, excuse me, I have to go, you know, network. So... At this yeah. point, Eloise loses it on Mia and is like, you you aren't helping. You blow through, destroy my weekend, destroy my chances. She stops short of saying, you know, destroys my chances with Sam as well. She doesn't quite go there, no, but you know it's on the tip of her tongue. You do. And she, when she storms off, 
Sam notices and approaches her at the elevator and we get another harsh moment because Sam is trying to ask her what's going on, what's wrong, and I mean Eloise pulls it together. You would think there is nothing wrong with her. She's kind of like, nope, just tired, want to go up. And not like the just tired where it's like, oh no, there's something else going on. She she straight up made it seem like she just wanted to leave the party exactly. early. No big deal. Yeah. And, totally hidden. Right. He says, you know, why didn't you step up to be Elizabeth Bennett? That's kind of what Jenny was insinuating. And she's like, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to be up on the stage kissing you. Because, of course, now at this point, she's in defense mode. She's in, I'm going to hurt you because you're hurting me. And he's kind of like, you know what, tomorrow, I don't need your first dance. I relieve you from all the responsibilities of the deal that we made. Like, basically, we're... we're done here because yeah. he says Stephen right done he says I want someone who wants to dance with me not just who dances with me because yes. they're basically being forced and it is only when the elevator door shut that we see Eloise completely break down and sob over everything that's just happened she's in bed thinking about what to text Sam but doesn't end up sending anything and we get to see Mia put on her mature pants. We love it. Because she comes in the room and acknowledges that there's no way Eloise is asleep. And that she's going to talk at her if Eloise won't talk back. She's apologizing, obviously, for what happened. Yeah. And saying how she didn't realize how out of line she was being. She wanted to support her sister. That's really what this was all about. But she also recognizes that the one time her sister needed her support, she really wasn't there for her. She was still feeding off the spotlight, still in her head about everything. And Eloise does admit, you know, I didn't tell you about the whole scheme with the professor. So could have been nice if you knew because yeah. you were only trying to do the right thing in right. that moment. When the sisters are going to go to bed... Mia makes a comment about, you know, now I know what it's like to be interested in the Mr. Darcy's of the world. Now, of course, we know Mia's seeking a relationship that that's very positive. That's what she means when she says it. But Eloise sees this as, okay, yep, her and Sam are officially together. Like, guess that whole chapter is over. When she awakes, it is to a very lovely view that mom would have enjoyed. Flowers. A latte. A latte. And a little note. And it was from her sister saying, yes. pretty much, hey, enjoy all of this. Right. You deserve it. Mm -hmm. Take some time for yourself. Right. Before you... Because at this point, she's the keynote speaker. Yeah. It's the day of the presentation. This is the final she's day. She's got to shine. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Eloise is on at right. this point. So... Right. Mia has made herself scarce. Yes. Has <laughs> made the... Attempts to make her sister comfortable mm -hmm. and happy with things. And this leads us then to our final kind of conclusion of right. that weekend of the Jane Austen convention, mm -hmm. where indeed we have Eloise making that final keynote speech. Yeah. We obviously don't see the whole thing. We no. assume she did really, really well. So well that immediately after her talk, after getting a hug from her sister... She's approached by the professor who says, when we are colleagues, you will see that I would never judge a woman for her ambition and basically that I seek to uplift you. And this is amazing news for Eloise. 
and she knows exactly what she's gonna do. She goes straight to Kelsey and says, you know, I think it's time that I get that period timepiece dress. And Kelsey already had it done. She's ready. She already knew. She already had it prepped, man. She had the measurements. She was all ready to go. Here it is. It was beautiful. It was. And as she was about to make her speech at that final ball to as to who she's going to give her first dance to, there's a disturbance in the crowd. And who shows up, Mom? Who shows up but Rob in a period costume. <laughs> and of course, we already have Mia. Yes. Who is present in mm-hmm. the audience in a period costume. Right. And he... Kneels on his his knee. He expounds on his love yes. for Mia, and that he wants her to be his bride. Right, and it is a very gracious and loving, yes, romantic, it very much gesture so. on Rob's part. And we do find out later he's been coached fully by <laughs> none other than Sam. 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 Yeah. From Mr. Darcy Hood. Right. Yes. So right. Mia is totally taken aback. She is yes, yes, yes. Yes. All for it. <laughs> and to the point that they drop the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Eloise goodness. has to go Eloise find Eloise finds it. it. And yes, we have a very happy, mm-hmm. happily ever after for the two of them. Yes. And we have also then leading to... The dance after mm-hmm. everything. We have a dance between our Mr. Darcy Sam right. and Eloise. And we have the beautiful moment, the once mm-hmm. upon a time, which really leads us to the theme yes. of the movie, where there's the conversation that occurs between the two of them about the fact that she... Admit she's scared. She says it in front of everyone. This she, is her speech does. as to what she, the final yeah, dance her, is. Her, her speech is, I'm afraid of emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm making a fool of myself. But between the fool and the heroine, there's a risk of being one to be the other. Mm-hmm. So there's no escape from the fact that between the two, you can be the fool, you can be the heroine, but... Mm-hmm. You are who you are. Basically, and she says they're not mutually exclusive, and right. oftentimes there is overlap. Because exactly. obviously, in order to be a heroine, you're going to have to put yourself out there, and some people are going to perceive you as a fool yes. over a heroine. There's yes. no absolutes in the Which, world. obviously, she had seen from right. the interaction at the golf course thing mm-hmm. with, with Mr. Sam right. as Mr. Darcy. In the inter- so, the whole thing kind of comes around. We yes. have that main theming. Yes. Which we've seen a couple of times, but this is kind of the resolution of it all, I want to say. Yeah, I think that that was a very beautiful moment between the two of them. And as they are dancing, we have reached our smooch meter. Finally, finally, finally. Mom, what were your thoughts? Um, okay. Really? Okay. I mean couple of smooches to begin with a couple of smooches after that which are a little more a little more passionate almost 
a long time coming in with respect to their yeah, the growth of the relationship. I don't what was your what was your I put it as medium high. I okay. said steamy and it was literally the Ooh. end because the movie It really it really was that I guess that was it. That was, that was, it was that literally was the end. The end. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I mean there's always been that kind of tension between them. So obviously when it came to the actual kiss, you know, she was saying I'm gonna do a not time period appropriate thing and she just grabs him because again it was her initiating the action instead of him which I thought spoke volumes as well so I don't know I thought it was a really good way to close out the movie well we will get to our elements so mom thoughts on fashion hair makeup oh my gosh she was so I I even asked Sally a couple times through I said we haven't seen her before the actress the lead actress I don't think we had Mm -hmm. gorgeous nice beautiful square jaw she she Yeah. yeah very Clean and elegant mm-hmm. appearance. Yes. Nowhere was she ever over, uh, over, over the board with makeup and right. hairstyle, etc. I think she was fantastic. Of course, we've Mr. Darcy. We've seen him before mm-hmm. uh, quite a few times. He's always the prince. You know, what always. Can you say? always the prince. And and does that role very very well. He does. Love the aunt. Costuming that they had throughout, very nice. Absolutely adored the sister. What can we say? Yeah, from she her, was cute. From her frumpy little all the way to her period costume, she yes. was she was gorgeous. Perfect for the part. Perfect for the agreed. Yeah, yep, the little sister who could command attention, mm-hmm. who could be the center of attention. The elements of setting awesome for the setting that it was obviously it's a love you wary jane austen right. setting i think they did a great job with that what are your thoughts sally i thought i liked his fashion at all times because yep. obviously he's very mr darcy even when he dressed down it was still very good mm-hmm. i enjoyed all of her looks i thought she was so cute. She didn't remind me of an off-brand celebrity, but I'm blanking on who it is. So maybe we'll put that as our Q&A. You leave your thoughts of who she looked like. I know. I don't know who you're... I'm not sure who you're thinking. So setting, I agree. I mean, I, I thought they did a great job of making it feel like as big as a convention center would be. They had plenty of variety right. in the places they visited and all the things that they showed of the convention. So yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Even the hotel room looked really cute. I mean, quaint, but cute. What about chemistry of our main couple? Hmm. I struggle with that a bit. Really? Yeah. I, I don't... I mean, I wouldn't say it was, like, extremely romantic to me. Okay. I mean, I, I know they were interested in each other. She seemed to really, obviously, keep that... Yeah. Hands, hands like the way, kind of, you know, push... Push that, push him away, and be Ms. Independent. And uh, I it was a good coming together at the end, but not the strongest chemistry I've ever seen. I thought the chemistry was really, really good throughout. Did you? Yeah, I mean, you could see her falling despite not wanting to. Hmm. Uh, there was the electric moment I described as my happily ever after in the library. Yep. There was the chemistry during the dance where you could tell she was so caught off guard that she could feel that way for him. There were several moments throughout, just small moments like when she stood up for him. That was huge for her because she 
if it was anyone else, she would have just let it happen. She wouldn't have stood up for them. Yeah. And even the way she was jealous when Mia started to seemingly have feelings for Sam, even though she didn't. Right. Um, that spoke volumes, too, about, you know, as much as she tried to walk away her feelings, it never actually worked. And for him, I mean, he he did hide behind jokes. He did hide behind their witty banter that they had going back and yep, forth. Definitely. But you always knew that he was interested to some capacity. So I felt like the chemistry was really strong and, more importantly, matched the characters. If they would have had a whirlwind romance, I think it would have felt disingenuine and more like they were just getting caught up in the moment rather than actually having interest in the other person. So yeah, those were all of our elements for this movie so we will slip and slide into our final segment which is character counts during this segment we like to share all the counts that you all enjoy so much that we so diligently keep track of mom what counts did you have this week so i had the beverage counts i had the hot cold and adult and i stayed at the very beginning yeah. this is going to be disappointing and I was disappointed. Okay. So, hot, I have three. Okay. I believe they're all hers. Yes, I think you are Cold, correct. one, I believe it was his. That was his, yeah. I don't worry. Adult, she's... one, and it was hers. Yeah, some wine or something. I don't yes. even know what she was drinking. Some such thing. Some such thing. As Cindy would say. Cindy, and Cindy did, did say. Fortuitously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took coats, shoes, purses, necklaces, hats, scarves, and gloves. Coats, he had four. She had two for a total of six. Shoes, he had three. She had three for a total of six. Purses, she just had one. Necklaces, just one. Hats, he had one. She had one for a total of two. Mm-hmm. Scarves, he had two. Oh. And glasses, she had one. And these were reading glasses, not sunglasses, just oh. to clarify. So lots of counts, just not very high counts. But again, this all occurs over a weekend. So right. not surprising not, that we yes, would yes. have lower counts. Exactly. Actually, that's very realistic. Yes, it is. to you, Hallmark. That being said, we also have to get to our woo-woo rating named after our gorgeous golden retriever, Miss Nala Mama. Once again, we were at Nala's home, her abode. So you can see pictures of her on the Instagram. You know her. You love her. She loves to woo-woo to express herself. Didn't get a lot of woo-woos tonight. No, no special guest stars tonight. So she she exhausted her woo-woos with Cindy last weekend. So we will express ourselves with our woo-woos on a scale of one to five, one being the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen, five being the best Hallmark movie. And I'll go first. I gave Paging Mr. Darcy a five woo-woo rating. I did enjoy the movie a lot. It had incredible writing. Very, very witty, quick writing. Both the actor and the actress really pulled off their characters believably. I think one of the moments that really stood out to me from her was when she, again, just flips the switch and goes from being so mad at her sister to being like, no, I'm just tired. And then as soon as the elevator door is closed, you see the floodgates open and she's finally being honest with her emotions. For him, I mean, again, you got to see how he used humor to cope and you get to see the truth and the little bits and pieces when he does open up to her. I thought the characters themselves were amazing and I loved the theming. It was it was a very good Jane Austen 
um, even just the depth of the characters, it was it was like a Jane Austen novel. The sister growth was perf because you get to see how you know Eloise isn't being quite honest, and when she's saying, "Yeah, it's it's fine that you stay with me," it's not fine that that Mia was gonna crash her weekend, and you knew that from the start, but. Again, Eloise never expressed herself in any way. She just always said things were fine, that it didn't matter to her. And it took Mia finally opening up and being like, you know, I'm, you're always there for me. I'm not so much there for you. And she even says from now on, it's going to be a give and take. I don't care what you think. You know, you're going to have to get support from me because you can't just keep doing this on your own anymore. Um, the romance was sprinkled throughout the movie, which again, I appreciated. I think it was much more realistic that way than if... Eloise would have gone from this person who was arguing that Jane Austen isn't even romance novels to saying, yeah, I'm falling head over heels from you and I can't seem to control myself. I thought that this was actually a great plot for starting out the Jane Austen loveyary. I did not think I was going to enjoy this movie that much, especially reading the synopsis. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess there's going to be some convention. It might be interesting for parts, but not good overall. And I was really surprised at how well this movie was pulled off. I think there was a lot of depth if you wanted to look for it, but even if you didn't, I mean, it was a very enjoyable plot line. Nothing seemed to drag or really take too long. There was plenty of variety in the setting as well as between characters. So that's what I really enjoyed about it. So with Sally's rating, here we go. Here's my, so my woo-woo rating for Paging Mr. Darcy is a 2.5. Woo-woo! I did not greatly enjoy the movie. I would never watch it again. It's okay. Pretty stereotypical to me. Nothing stood out. The sister relationship, good. But no, I was not extremely thrilled with this as a lovey movie. I don't have much more to say about it. That's a 2.5 to me. We'll give our shout out. Shout out to Tessa. We love you. We love you. Shout out to our drink provider for the evening. Mom and I have two different teas. I went with a Twinings pomegranate and raspberry herbal tea, which was delish. And I went with Bigelow lemon lift. Love it. But we have to shout out, and it will be in the it oh, will yes, be in the yes. Instagram. Love you, Wary Merlot from Hallmark yes. Channel Wines. We do very appreciate. Good. Very yummy. We we opened it up to breathe to our mm -hmm. new Loveyuary yes. season. Yes. yes. So we do thank you for that. And we also shout out our husbands, mm -hmm. Mark and Nick. Our Mr. Darcy's. Our Mr. Darcy's. Exactly. <laughs> and shout out to my hockey family, the Red Knights. Shout out to all of the love for Valentine's Day. This episode will be coming out the day after Valentine's Day, so we hope everyone who celebrates had a really good day, whether that's love, you know, that you have for your spouse or your partner, or love that you just have with yourself, or love that you have for a sibling. I know I loved celebrating Valentine's Day with my sister Tessa. What a good time, always getting her those ice cream cakes from Dairy Queen, you know, you know. Um, shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark Chitter Chatter. 
Once again, we'll just be continuing with those February movies. Obviously, we're in February now. It took us a while to get through New Year new movies, but we're going to be here to stay for a bit and maybe with a few fun guests. So, oh, yet to come. Yet to come. Let's drop it. Until All then. Right. Cheers! Cheers!